0: I'm Evelyn, and I'm a geoholic.
1: Dinosaurs have great big feet that stop, stomp Oh, this is great. Welcome back, geoholics. So, I can't believe you picked this song. That's all <laughs> you know. We
2: spent three amazing days at Trimble Dimensions a couple weeks ago. One of the best things that happened was connecting with people we've only connected with via social media for the last three years. This episode is another example of just that. Our good friend Tom Hebert, who is a paleontologist, is a perfect example. Please take a few minutes to listen to this episode to hear about Tom's mission and his connection to the land surveying profession. Crunch, crunch. All right, we're back. We have uh, Tom with us. Tom, quick self-introduction, who you're with, what you do.
0: Uh, my name is Tom Hebert. And I'm the director and founder of the Earth Sciences Foundation. Uh, we're a nonprofit science foundation that does outreach programs with kids, military veterans, to uh, take them out and let them experience digging dinosaurs, surveying, geospatial, um, geology, mineralogy, and just about any other ology we can think of. Uh, we really just... Uh, like our vision statement says, we're there to kick the door open and introduce them to a world uh, that has careers that nobody's filling right now.
1: We absolutely love that. Absolutely, well, we, <laughs> So you're
2: a paleontologist, correct? That is correct. So to be, to call yourself a paleontologist, is there anything, is there like an exam you have to take? I mean, how do you become a paleontologist? Uh,
0: there's no real exam or certification or anything like that. Um, to be labeled a
2: paleontologist um can well, i call myself a paleontologist uh, do you dig up fossils never have then no, I, would love say that to. No. I would no. love to
1: yeah but Th- i, I would like to be to a off. lot of things i don't don't get to call myself that i think you actually have to do the thing to be able to call it's yourself Kind of like an astronaut is. right no i thought you had to actually go into space to be an astronaut
2: well, oh te- yeah! Te- technically,
0: you're, right, you're, you're right. in space right now. We could get into the scientific definition of this that you're actually in space right now. It's just not outer space, so you could consider yeah, yourself that. a terrestrial astronaut. Interesting, interesting. So,
2: <laughs> you, you you've you've been on the show that was before. A nice, that was a nice line of hogwash, right? Yes, there. yes, <laughs> complete. You've been on the show before promoting the the foundation and everything. Um, Actually, actually, the first time I was here, the foundation didn't even exist. But we were talking about it. Yes, we were talking about
0: uh, the GIS mapping and geospatial stuff that we had done with Carlson and and uh, the the article on uh, XYHT magazine and that. So uh, yeah, yeah. Since then, I started a a nonprofit science foundation in January this year. So,
2: and how's it going? Tell tell us what's going on right now.
0: It's been crazy. I actually started it because of the process I went through of, of doing the mapping and the struggles that I faced trying to do something different and not getting much support from anywhere outside of myself and you know like we talked about before I'm a hold my beer and watch this kind of guy so I saw that these doors were closed for people to get involved with geology and paleontology and archaeology and geospatial technical jobs and just there's no place for them to go to get fed for these career opportunities and so you know in A unique way I kicked the door open and said let's do it let's make this available for whoever has an interest to get out and explore the world Um, whether it's making maps or digging up dinosaurs or drone lidar imagery photogrammetry I don't care
2: what it is we have a place for you to come and do that now Wow that's pretty amazing so how has the dinosaur hunting been
1: going over the course of the last year
2: it's been a very, very successful year.
0: Um,
1: As in you have hunted and found dinosaurs?
0: One or two. Mm. Okay, all right. Thousand. Yeah, uh, a bit okay. more than that. <laughs> uh, last count we were at, now when I say fossils, I want to let the, that everything that we dig up is a fossil, even if it's you know one centimeter by one centimeter square, or it's a three and a half foot long femur. So with that all in, we've probably exceeded 2,500 fossils out of the ground this summer. Um, We've dug up a partial Gorgosaurus, which was T-Rex before Mm. T-Rex. We've got three separate sites with different Triceratops material coming out. Uh, It's just been crazy. Um, And the response we've had from the communities that we're involved with, the ranchers we're working with, and and mostly just from society as a whole is, I mean, we took out almost 200 kids this summer to dig dinosaurs um we had almost a thousand people come in our shop in roundup montana and we did a veterans dig with help with the wounded warrior project and we took out some military veterans for uh what we call a decompression dig and uh that was exciting because during that veterans dig one of our veterans actually was one that dug up part of that Gorgosaurus, Mm and wow and i'm like yeah that's that's pretty cool right there (laughs) And, and so um I was a little jealous because I didn't, you know, everybody was digging up all the cool stuff and I didn't dig up anything this summer because I was too busy helping everybody else. Um, But, you know, I'm okay with that because it's the whole point of the foundation is to let them engage, let them have that experience. Um, And we need to do that. We need more people having that experience in the hard sciences, in geospatial, getting that experience. I know... I've read and, and I think uh, we talked about it originally in our, uh, our earlier view was how mentorship has kind of just gone away. Yeah. Because the geospatial industry has become so technology driven that there isn't that teaching our tricks and tips to the next generation. It's just yep. like, okay, if you can read and run windows, you can use this equipment, go. Um, and we're losing that huge educational gap and experience gap is going to catch up with us and kick us in our ass in a few years because it's going to be
1: gone. Yeah. Well, I think we're 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 pretty much there. Yeah. I, I mean, we're, yeah. we keep talking about oh, it's really going to bite us, but I think we're. It's one of those things you don't know you're in. It's you're in it until you're out of it, and we're yeah. in it.
0: Oh, I, I agree. I was trying to be nice. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be overly critical of the, of the profession, but yeah, you guys are so mm. far behind yeah. that, that you're honestly hanging out with the dinosaurs when the humans are walking around to put it in mm. geologic terms. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is. I mean, what the average age of a surveyor is what? Probably almost 60 in the United States now. It is. It, okay, great. So where's the next person coming to build my house? Pave my streets. Well, that's what a lot of Where are these people coming from? About.
1: Well, it's, that's what I wanted to ask you. How did you get 200 kids? How did you spread the awareness to get 200 kids to come out and dig up dinosaurs? Like, how did that happen? You, I'm guessing you didn't put an, an ad on the newspaper to get, to get kids out. I,
0: you know, we didn't. Um, a lot of it was just footwork and social media, and we we're very fortunate, little town of Roundup, Montana. Um, we had a gentleman there that uh, I got introduced to, um, and he had some locations where he would, um, started finding dinosaur bones, and uh, nobody would talk to him, and nobody would come out and deal with him, and he, he reached out to me on social media, to see if I would come out, and I'm like, absolutely, I'll come out.
2: So, if, if I own property, and I dug a That involved you having a job, Kent. Was oh, that? yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you, need, you need a job for um, that. But if I had property, hypothetically, <laughs> And I dug up a dinosaur bone, I would probably shit my pants. Because uh, well, it's, it's like, becoming a, a habit cr- cr- of you shit like, your pants. I mean, but I mean, that's how unbelievable that is to
0: me. <laughs> you, you, you should really see a doctor, for one, for the shitting of the
1: pants. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're
0: a little I young for a
2: that Everything's good. Oh, jeez.
1: Here we go. Yeah. The
0: I, We've seen I the buy. Remind me to ship out some adult diapers for camp <laughs> later. Uh, <laughs> but, but, I
2: mean, don't people well, get, like, on. incredibly excited? Like, I mean, oh, it's insane. I mean, I couldn't even imagine if I well, found a dinosaur my, ball. Well,
1: take a step back. How would you know? I mean, How do you obviously. know you found a I mean, Tom showed us a picture of a I three and a yeah. half foot femur. Like, obviously you're gonna think that a, that a that a bone that big is something unnatural, but yeah. he said it could be some small fragment.
2: Yes, exactly. And oh. how do you? Know, one other question I have: How do you define a
1: fossil? Well, he said anything you dig out of the ground.
0: Well, not anything you dig out of the ground. Fossils fossils are the remnants of a pre living uh, a creature that had been living in the past uh, there's no really organic material of it. most of it has been replaced through the process of fossilization yeah um,
1: or is it like, the, or, the impression of something on something else something like that a, is that an, a impression,
0: fossil? an impression can be considered a fossil you uh, technically even coal could be
2: considered a fossil because it were is talking the, about the remnants like, of a plant that turned yeah. into coal okay um, you were talking about like a centimeter by centimeter yeah, but like if you're just like digging, how do you like how do you even know you found something at that like that small? I mean, you, you dig really slow. Really, um, our tools are
0: literally like a, a two, three inch paintbrush, uh, dental picks, uh, scalpels. Um, we if you came out to our dig sites right now and saw us dig for a whole year, you would see that we probably moved maybe fifteen cubic feet of dirt in an entire wow. summer. That's we're not crazy. moving a lot of dirt, we, and so. Um, And then once you do find something, then you got to really slow down because they are broken. They are fragile. It's all right. We got to use a lot of glue. We got to be careful. We don't break this. Um, It gets larger than we do what's called jacketing, where we actually basically plateau it, wrap it in burlap and plaster, then flip it over and and, uh, pray to God it doesn't come out the bottom when you flip it. Um, It's the most terrifying experience on planet Earth. Um,
1: So then uh, what do you do with it?
0: Uh, Then we take it back to our lab facility in Roundup, and and, um, we start cleaning it up, uh, remove uh, the overburdened dirt from around it, work our, uh, you know, I always tell people, go from what you can see to what you can't see. So when I start seeing the edge of the fossil, I start working there, working through the dirt to where I can't see it. Okay. And try to expose that. Um, And then we get it fully exposed. um, Then we clean it up um, using brushes, soda blasting equipment, uh, dental picks. Uh, and then we consolidate it using a, a consolidant to keep it all in one piece. And then it goes out on display in museums. Um, but back to your question, Sean. Yes, yeah, how did we get? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay.
2: <laughs> no, go do, do go ahead, PETA. The show's all
0: about said, uh, the appreciate you. podcast. Dale starting to pay attention and then jumping in the middle, but go ahead. Breaking news. The Geahawks podcast has now been changed officially to the PETAholics podcast. Yeah, it's go the, the it like Peter's Academy.
2: <laughs> of can I say? Geoholics m- PeterCast? Museum? Yes. You haven't, like, an extra bit of museum that's just been built. This is big news, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, this was sorry, really... Sean, f- I'm so sorry. She I knows really what am. she's talking about, I'm, I swear. But
0: the, the good news is, is at least she apologizes.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: That's You know, Australia Australia she jumps Australia right Australians in, apologize so for everything. She she they're like kicks, Canadians. She kicks you in your teeth, tells you to shut up, talks right over you, and then says sorry for doing it. And then she smiles and says, I'm really
2: sorry. <laughs> you know, it
0: reminds me of that southern sweet thing you hear about here in the States, Pia. It's where, you know, they look at you and go, oh, bless your heart. And it's not really bless your heart. It's you're an idiot yep. shut up. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, I'm still learning the aussie translation for bless your heart. So, I don't know if she's telling me to shut up or keep talking right now. So, it's probably like fuck off.
2: <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I was going to be falling. Can you do you me a favor that. and let that
0: sore under your nose heal just, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, the uh, museum. Um, back to the museum. So, um, <laughs> we've been predominantly working on this town of Roundup, Montana, and they have a, a an amazing historical museum in this town it's it's unbelievable first time i walked in there i mean they just got all kinds of stuff from the history of this community for the last 200 years of you know the original founding people of the town to the coal mines to the native american artifacts and you know they didn't have any dinosaurs in there really and i'm like okay this is kind of weird you do realize they're like 10 feet out your door i could probably go dig something up in your you know parking lot Um, and so we started working with them, and, and we talked about a partnership with them where we're not charging the museum, and we'll go out and dig the stuff, and we'll yeah. go and secure financing. And we were very fortunate and got a chance to go out, and uh, we secured a couple grants that allowed us to put on a 750-square-foot uh, dinosaur exhibit addition onto the, the museum that will be opening in May. Um, and in there, we're going to have... Um, th- Oh, what the hell? Piss on it! My board can get mad at me. Um, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have a twelve foot fully articulated T Rex skeleton in that museum. Um, that Fully articulated full, from their land? I cannot confirm nor deny that right now. No, it's not from their land. <laughs> I bought it from a company in England. Um, <laughs> it, it's a cast. It's a replica of one. But we have found a lot of T Rex material in the county this summer, um, so it is a good thing. Um, we're also going to be announcing that this following year is what we call the Year of the Triceratops. <laughs> yes, you can have some of the whiskey. <laughs> Please have a shot for me too, because this is terrifying. <laughs> um, and uh, So next year will be the Year of the Triceratops, but the goal of our foundation is every year that we're going to have a different year of a dinosaur, and we're really going to highlight that dinosaur, put that material in the museum. Um, we. You know, I hired a local artisan out of Billings, Montana, that actually created a four foot by six foot replica triceratops head that will be in the museum. Um, we've got uh, a triceratops skull coming in uh, on loan to us from the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe in North is Dakota. That,
2: is that extra bit that's being built big enough for all this stuff?
0: We're going to stack them on top of each other like, okay. how, no. <laughs> I have expertly laid this out with many pieces of graph paper and pencils and rulers of making sure there's enough room, and uh, I became you know a museum exhibitor. You know there's CAD programs that can do that for you now. Does this face look like a face that uses technology?
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> so it
1: uses toothpicks. Oh, God, yes.
0: I wish I could use toothpicks. They don't let me touch the glue anymore.
1: So why... Uh, I kept eating it when I was in is kindergarten.
0: Or hair
2: products. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For those of you that can't see me, I don't have any hair, and Kent's being very rude. Yeah, I know. Wow, that was... I'm, I'm working on my paperwork to, to, to make it a protected Sean, you, class
1: here, so... Sean, can you pull that knife out of my back, please? Yeah, From I know, Kent? seriously. That was, that was tasty. I love that. Uh, why is it going? Why is next year the year of the Triceratops? Did hey. you guys just but, throw a dart and pick something random, or, or, or what is that? It's like the it, Chinese it, calendar. It, it is. Next year will be the year of the
0: dog, then the year of <laughs> the cat. No, uh, no we... Uh, I, I, honestly, it was. It was just, you know, we had found some Triceratops material earlier in the summer. Um, we really wanted to figure out a way to to help with fundraising. And one of the things that we thought of with fundraising is, is, is if we make limited edition merchandise, like the mm. Year of the Triceratops shirts and hats and collectibles, it's something that people have to come back every year. And now every re- year they have a reason to come back and engage with us because what year is this year? Wow. Oh, well, next year is the Very year of the, 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 the T-Rex. And yeah, coming in and see the six foot skull we got in our shop and you know that's really what it is about is creating an environment that creates a an environment of continuous engagement yeah you know perfect we i was talking with tim and i you did an uh, interview earlier with tim birch and tim and i were talking about how you go to these uh school counseling events for career days and the problem is is they hear about surveying once at a career day for five minutes and then there's no re-engagement there's no reason to come back and get more information and now we're we're just gonna slowly drip little information on you at a time so you have to continuously keep coming back to get more information and then stay involved and have another reason to come out and dig with us again or go to the website again or come to the museum again. Um, and so it, it's just been crazy. I mean, I can't even begin to explain to you the, the craziness that has been this summer and the stuff that's gone on and you know, we've got the museum project, we've had interest coming from Madagascar about working with a university there about uh, creating a museum in Madagascar and dig up dinosaurs there. Um, we're hoping to finalize a project with a Native American tribe here in the States about something with their museum and dinosaurs and such. Um, there's just so much going on, but the really exciting part is, is, is we had four college interns out uh, this summer. Uh, we started doing some really, really crazy, cutting-edge research stuff that I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna drip that one yet. You just, everybody, hang on because when that comes out, it's. There's gonna be a lot of people that are really excited, and a lot of people that are gonna be really, really pissed off. Mm. And that means I did something right. If, if I got half of them happy and yes, half of them, yes, we love to piss yes. people off. Oh, um, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: it, well, if everybody sat and rides the fence, nothing's gonna change sure the human, 100%. the human condition is programmed that as long as there is no pain i will continue to do what i'm doing it is not until there's a significant amount of pain to instigate change that anything gets different mm. and right now it feels like in the geospatial geology paleontology oil and gas industry we're all sitting on the fence we're watching the train come down and we're just like hey look at that you know maybe we should get out of the way but you know we've been doing it this way for so long but It's different now. I mean, you you look at surveying, it's not surveying anymore. It's a video game. You're out there flying drones. You're out Mm. there doing LIDAR. You're out there doing photogrammetry. You know, that story needs to be told. And and with the foundation, that's the story we get to tell because we're taking these kids out and we're showing them this technology. We're showing them how to create a map with, with, you know, GNSS equipment and putting it into a, a GIS platform and showing them searchable, sortable you know, attribute tables where we can do research in seconds that takes months to years now the yeah. way they, they used to do it. Um, putting in drone imagery, putting in LiDAR, putting in phonogrammetry, um, I mean, all these things and these kids get to come out and play it with this equipment because we don't, unlike most people, I'm not afraid, you go ahead, break it. If you do, you do, we'll, we'll figure it out. Because if, if we make them so afraid to try something new and mm. to challenge them a little bit, we're just going to keep giving them this bear hug of mediocrity is okay instead wow. of giving them a, a kick in the ass oh that God. achieve better. Mm. The bear hug
2: of mediocrity. mediocrity. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> that might have been the quote of the 3 days. Possibly. Possibly. You guys yeah. have been here for 3 days? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, we're, and, we're pretty and, much uh, numb and, at this point. That that explains
0: the adult it. diaper comment that <laughs> he's probably incontinent <laughs> at this point in Vegas in 3 days.
2: I was yeah. actually going back to a comment we we or 2 ago.
0: Are you still anally retentive at this point, Kent? Yes, yes. I don't even know um, what that means. Not according
1: to the photos. <laughs> not according to the photos. I have a couple questions. One, I'm just curious. It's not as exciting a question, but say Kent does dig up a dinosaur bone in his backyard. Is that is there any kind of, you know, if it's a certain type of animal, he's got to do some notification and some other stuff. Like, is there somebody he calls that says, hey, I think I have something here? Or does he just start... Start digging up and see what he finds. That like, is a fantastic question. Like, he calls the it. bone busters.
2: But Sean, he <laughs> doesn't have a backyard.
1: We know he doesn't no. have a backyard or grass or access to a telephone. I mean, the cardboard cardboard oh, hypothetically.
0: Hypothetically, if he finds a dinosaur bone next to his cardboard box by the dumpster behind the Walmart right. in Arizona.
1: <laughs> Where does he go, Tom? Well,
2: Tell first,
0: the, first of all, you should go buy a lottery ticket because yes, you, exactly. know, <laughs> I mean, That's pretty, you are the luckiest person alive. Um, generally speaking, if it's found on private property, everybody's state's laws are different um, as far as who owns it. Some consider fossils, minerals, and then there's mineral rights issues that gets involved. Uh, some states consider it the actual property of the landowner, in which case you can do whatever you want with it. Um, what, and, what's and the
1: so, going rate for a T-Rex femur these days?
2: Mm. you
0: don't you don't make enough money to even look at it let alone buy it mm. um mm. i mean you're not allowed
2: to sell them like let oh well, you
0: can sell them yeah um, sure like uh, i think why it not? was in march of this Wait, year stand the sell t-rex them? why can't yeah. you sell them you could sell them yeah. but they have to
1: be in authenticated. america you could do things can, like that
2: can they be authenticated though oh absolutely i mm. it's almost like a, it's like <laughs> a baseball <laughs> card it's like um, a baseball card
0: is that yeah, Is there's that, no Beckett scoring guide here that we can put on. You know, that's a 10. That's a 10. Right. The corners are perfect 90 degrees. A, a the colors are awesome. I got a mint, mint condition, here. Mark McGuire, rookie card. You know, I've got the reverse negative Bo Jackson with the shoulder pads and baseball right, bat card right, on here. Yeah. There, I'm showing my age. I'm pulling out yeah. 90s baseball card references. Yeah, I'm sure there's a nine, uh, four-toe the, the Billy Rick and fuck you baseball card with the fuck you on the bat. Um, no, there's no way too I mean there isn't there isn't um, like everything that we dig up because we do capture all the data with it you know latitude longitude elevation uh, lithology um, pictures of it in ground uh, there is ways to verify it are there a lot of replicas out there and are, are there criminals getting very very good at replicating fossils absolutely um, like so for does us that frustrate you does it frustrate you what frustrates me is is I don't mind the selling of fossils to museums and universities and institutions like that. The problem I have is when fossils get sold into private collectors' hands, they're no longer available for anybody to study or research or learn from them. Mm. And they just disappear. Um, I mean, they, they do sell dinosaurs all the time. There's a, you know, um, what was it, Sotheby's Auction House or something like that? Just- uh, it's Oh, a, Sotheby's. Yeah, it's just putting a T-Rex skull out on the, the auction block here. Authenticated? Yep. Uh, Stan Stan the T-Rex was sold earlier this year for like $30 million to a new museum in, I believe Abu Dhabi. Um, So fossils do get sold. There is a very lucrative market for it. And, And that is one of the issues that happens in my field specifically outside the realm of geospatial is there's two basic worlds of paleontology. You've got academics and you've got commercial paleontologists. Your academics are your professors. Quick
2: question, which category do you fall in?
0: I'm going to answer your question if you'd shut up and have some patience. Yes. Mm. Ooh, that's, uh, no patience. No, no patience. In this no. world of technology and instant gratification, I need Ken, to Ken know can't know shit right now. his pants right now in his adult diaper, he gets all pissy. Um, <laughs> so, so you've got the academics and the commercial. And the academics are your professors, your museum people that are all about the science. And they are very much anti-commercial, anti-private ownership of fossils. And then you've got the commercial paleontologists that there are some out there that do a ton of science do great research write papers but they'll sell it to whoever gives them the most money where i'd like to think we're we're somewhere in the middle is somebody getting arrested for stealing the Trimble pillows? Yes, I think that. Elaine, think that would the, be Elaine. The
1: Trimble police came Elaine by. Elaine from Get, <laughs> from Get Kids into Survey. Get yes.
0: Kids into Survey it's wants to Trimble. get kids. Yes. Pillows. <laughs> is, Trimble is pillows. Trimble pillows. It's teaching them to not get caught stealing pillows <laughs> by right. a bad
2: example. <laughs> Shh! Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Oh, I got it.
1: Uh, okay, um, so back on you know, track. That, no, yeah, that, that, you said no. you're somewhere in, in the middle of the commercial <laughs> and the academics.
0: Correct, Sean, yeah. We, we don't like to sell fossils, but if we do sell fossils, they will only be to museums and universities. Um, everything that— Because our ultimate goal wrong, is to keep everything yeah. in the museums and in public
1: domain. Because regardless if it's just purely academic or you get it into a museum or something— it, promotes awareness and people can see it and it, and it continues that, you know, what you just don't want is it to be in my bar at my house because I, yeah. I happen to want to spend some money on a fossil, like. Correct. Okay. Well,
0: and the other thing it really does for us from a, uh, a foundational standpoint, um, and, and from getting people into the career and building even more excitement is, you know, you take, <clears throat> a, you know, the 12 year old kid out to dig dinosaurs and he digs up a six inch T-Rex tooth. Well, we mapped that, we logged that, we put their name on it, said, you found this. And that follows that fossil around. In every museum it'll ever end up, it'll have that data yeah, with it. Yeah, that's really cool. So, you know, a hundred years from now, their great-grandkids could go in the museum and see their great-grandfather's name on that tooth in that museum and go, yeah. wait a minute, great-great-grandpa dug that up? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he did. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, what the hell did you do, Timmy? <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah. I picked mine. No, no. I better stop now. Stop. <laughs> Tom. Tom, Have you found, or what would be, the chupacabra of finds? Uh, I, think, I think you a said Sasquatch? it. A Sasquatch?
1: It'd be a chupacabra. The Loch Ness Monster?
2: <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, though. The hoedag in Rhinelander, no, in Wisconsin. Th- no, that you know exists. Oh, for me? Yeah. I, I, or have you
0: found it? No, I have not. <laughs> My holy grail of dinosaur to dig up yeah, in my, my career—the the, the one dinosaur that I would love to find a complete specimen of—would yeah. be called a Pachycephalosaurus. Um, I'm
1: or sorry, one, a more one, one,
0: one more time. One more time on also, that one. Also referred to as a Pachycephalosaurus. Sound uh, it out. Okay. Okay. P a c h y c e p h a l o l s a o u r u s.
2: Layman's terms, like. Uh, Have
0: you ever seen the domed head ones that got the really smooth dome on top and all the little points and hornlets coming off the sides of his head? Here, just a minute. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like me. Here, just a second. It gets better. (laughs) There it is.
1: (laughs) Wait a second. No, no, do it again.
0: So for those of you who can't see me, I... I'm as bald as a baby's ass on top, and I have this little ring of Julius Caesar
1: uh. <laughs> crown,
0: <laughs> follicular area of hair, and it flares oh out from time to time. It looks like little horns coming off, so it is one of the reasons why the packy is my favorite dinosaur, because it's got a head that looks like lion, a very smooth dome in the center, and all the little horns coming yeah. off. Uh, uh, Peeta, did you want me to do it again you could take a good picture?
1: I've got a
2: good picture. She'll get you oh, later.
0: Oh, 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 oh <laughs> She's got a good picture. Are we still talking about the so same is thing? It, is, this
2: your, is this your Chupacabra, or is this like the universal Chupacabra? Is there something, I'm just, I'm so curious, is there something out there that
0: well, folks, folks honestly, like you
2: know exists, but you just haven't found it yet?
0: What's even more exciting is the fact that we don't know what did exist. Hmm. Uh, on average, hmm. over the last 10 years, there's been a, about 40 to 45 new species of dinosaurs discovered every
1: year. Wow. Really? Uh, is that unique to the last 10 years, or is that common... Or is it just accelerated, and why are you you finding more?
0: I don't think it's necessarily that we're finding more. Um, And actually, it's probably slowed down would be my guess if I wanted to take a minute and do some calculus and look at the sine curve and all this fun stuff. Um, You're talking
2: Sean's language, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Sine curves. So have you ever looked at the graph of the radioactive decay of, like, uranium? And it's yes, half-life. actually half. And you can actually see how it starts out very steep and then kind of flattens out with yep. the less uranium you have as it converts over to lead.
2: Asymptotic. Yes. Uh-oh. It is he asymptotic. just getting ready to chime in here.
0: Uh-oh. Yes, you've got uh, vertical and horizontal asymptotes at zero. <laughs> yes. As you get farther away towards infinity, it approaches zero. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh- <laughs>
2: I'll just sit here and look pretty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mission accomplished, Peter. No, shut up. Um, (laughs) So I imagine it's probably a lot like that where at the very beginning, when people started looking for dinosaurs, they found a lot of new stuff really fast because everything was new. Right. So then as you got farther out, you weren't finding as many new things because everything had been kind of found. And so I imagine it's probably a a relationship of that as you're going out towards infinity, it's approaching zero, that less and less new species will be found. Um, But what we're also, you know, there's, there's thoughts out there about the diversity of dinosaurs. Was it in a decline at the end of the Cretaceous period before the meteorite hit? There's a lot of those things that are coming out right wait, now. Wait, what meteorite
2: are you talking about? Oh it's, wait,
1: there's a conspiracy theorist on the, on the panel here, so be uh, careful. Technically,
0: technically, it was an alien spacecraft that I don't do pictures. Quit pointing at the damn camera, <laughs> I don't do them. So anyway, back, so <laughs> so what, what, back to the meteorite, did this really happen? Well, there's evidence of an impact crater off the Yucatan Peninsula, it's about 10 kilometers wide. Hmm. Uh, Scientific research on that impact crater suggests about an impact at about 55,000 miles an hour. Um, That impact created a layer of dirt around the world, it's known as the iridium layer, or the KPG boundary, or the KT boundary, depending on whichever verbiage you want to use. This layer is consistent across the planet that points to uh, an impact event that did occur at this time and it just happens to coincide with the end of the dinosaurs, Mm. put your conspiracy Mm. theory to bed. I'm ending this conversation right now. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Tom. So (laughs) You're welcome, Sean. (laughs) And so, I mean, don't get me wrong. There were other things going at that time. I mean, besides the impact. You had the impact, but you also had excessive volcanic activity in the India subcontinent. Um, There were lots of other things going on that were putting this in here. But when the impact happened, it created what's called a nuclear winter. It basically blocked out the sun. Plant life started dying, herbivores died, then the carnivores died, and everything went dead. Um, Mm. And, you know, we should be grateful for this, because if it was not for, you know, some would argue, I'll leave room for the conspiracy theory. Alternate
1: interpretations.
0: Yes, alternate (laughs) interpretations. For those of you that don't like facts and just want to make shit up...
1: Yes, that. um, (laughs) That's this guy. That's this guy right
0: here. So so for Kent, you know, it was a miracle. It was, you know... (laughs) Aliens came down and that's why mammals and humans are here now. For the rest of us that want to look at factual data, the the impact is what actually, uh, some theorize is what allowed the rise of the mammals because at the time of the Cretaceous with the dinosaurs, most mammals were very small, lived underground and were blind. Hmm. Ah, okay. So when the impact hit and the sun was blocked out, they didn't notice any difference. They were already freaking blind. You know they don't care that the sun wasn't out they were used to hunting in the dark they were living underground where it was a constant temperature they weren't dependent on the sun for heat which allowed the mammals to survive the impact that allowed the eventual rise of uh of homo sapiens and all the other mammals
2: that roam the earth right now so what is like Mm. a needle pulling thread of the current like species on the planet what is the closest to birds Birds. Yeah. Birds are the closest to dinosaurs. You didn't finish your sentence. But he already knew where I was, knew where I was going. But yeah. Like so any any yeah, bird or like a specific bird?
0: Uh, pretty much all birds. Uh, the generally accepted uh, hypothesis right now is that um, birds would have came from uh, raptors and theropod dinosaurs, would have evolved from them. Uh, re- things that, uh, from a scientific standpoint, that point us to is the hollow bones yeah, exactly. uh, mm-hmm. of those. Um, uh, animals. But dinosaurs don't have hollow bones, right? Yes, they do. All of them? Not all of them. But a lot of them? Theropods. So T-Rex has hollow bones. Really? Um, that I stupid did not
2: know that. For those yeah. of you that watch Jurassic Park. What is Park, a hollow th- bone? I have one bone.
0: That's hollow. We know. And you think within and talk with <laughs> it. So yes, shut up.
1: Yes, we know. Yes. <laughs> lack, of, is lack, of, lack of density <laughs> is, is what we're talking about. How the hell is this podcast <laughs> still even <laughs> able I'd, to happen? I question that a lot, especially these last three days, Tom. (sighs) Sean, let's re-record this with you and I later. I know, I know. Uh, know. We will. We will. What the hell are you laughing at, Vita?
0: That he thinks that there's hollow bone? (laughs) Yes! Yes. (laughs) Are you you laughing at the fact that he thinks at all? I
1: don't know. This is just...
0: So to to answer the question, it was was birds. Yes, yes, some dinosaurs had the hollow bones. Mm. Uh Uh, Theropods, uh, Mm. some of your dromedesaurus, raptors, there are some uh, turtle species that have hollow bones. Okay. Um, Almost all of your modern birds have hollow bones to make them lighter so they can fly. Yeah, right. Um, The theory, the hypotheses that are out there is that these dinosaurs had hollow bones to make them lighter and faster. Mm. Um, Interesting. And and we're finding more and more evidence to suggest that they had feathers. Uh, as well on the dinosaurs, we have uh, there have been feathers, actually fossilized feathers found for dinosaurs. Wow. Um, and then some of them have, uh, like I... Uh, well,
1: that'll change the movie a lot. Uh, uh, <laughs> what, movie are, what movie are you talking about? The one with the dinosaurs.
0: <laughs> Jurassic Park. I know. Dinosaur 13, the story of Peter Larson oh. and the Black Hills Institute. No, that is um,
2: conspiracy theorists right there.
0: Um, I, the movie of which you are speaking, I don't, I've never watched them.
2: I, I, can't stomach uh, it. I can't I can't stomach
0: no. it. I look at it and go, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Sure. That's bullshit. Oh my god, people actually believe this crap? No, no, that's
1: not it's accurate maybe. at all. <laughs> Is there a a website or some resource where I could go right now and see in a GIS kind of thing where these dinosaurs or anything are being found? Could I f- see that right now? Where Where are they getting all over the world? Here in this this state or what?
0: There are some paleontological databases out there that show. Mm very roughly where stuff has been located but nothing with any kind of precision we have um we have made maps that are highly precise and they are on the web but until i give you a web address you'd never find them i have a question you can hold your question till the end of class yes. I, I will hold I will. Delphi Delph, please hold your question till the end <laughs> <laughs> sit back there with dirty johnny and be quiet yes um. yes so uh, they, they are out there. We ha- we have actually made them as a foundation. Uh, we have not published them yet to make them okay. available. Um, we're still having conversations oh about how we want to do that to protect our landowners. Okay. Um, because the last thing we want to do is put out the actual data and people are out stealing dinosaur bones off these ranchers' land out oh, in sure. Montana. Oh yeah. sure, um, and but, so we uh, want to do
1: that. But there is a reason to have, you know, you want the awareness there. And if absolutely. people knew that in their state or county or whatever, that this is happening and could see it, well, it would create more excitement, right? And oh, more absolutely. Interest.
0: And we're not afraid to talk about it. I mean, I tell people all the time when they ask us where we find stuff. Well, we find it in Musselshell County in, you know, Montana. We're looking in Rosebud <laughs> County. We're, you know, um, Butte County in South Dakota. I mean, we will usually narrow it down to about a a county wide area when talking about it and leave it at that um, mostly to protect our landowners from trespassers mm. uh, was the big issue i didn't even think about um, that but then the other thing is is we're trying to figure out how we want to best make this available um, we are a non-profit foundation so we are run completely on donations and grant money and things like that but do we look at selling subscriptions to this mapping service to, mm. to generate funds to pay for kids and and people to go out and Take advantage of our programs so we don't have to charge for them. Because um, right now, I mean, people can go out and dig dinosaurs. I mean, you can go to. There's a bunch of commercial paleontologists oh. to take you out, but it'll cost you anywhere from two to four to five hundred dollars a day to go out. Mm. And so, that's
1: a an fam- expensive toothbrush.
0: A, a family of five. <laughs> it is. You know, a family of five. They're spending five grand on this. Well, most families don't have no, this. No, and why? So much money. Why should it only be limited to the families that can afford five thousand dollars for a vacation? And why can't? You know, Jenny and Timmy, who, you know, family doesn't have that and is struggling to make ends meet. Yeah. They should have the same damn opportunity as anybody else to go out and play with this. stuff. Well,
1: and it seems like a very fun and ex- exciting activity for a family of limited resources. Because you don't need a Evelyn whole lot. Would, right? Evelyn would love this. Uh, oh, I, man. It combines I, no, all her favorites. Oh, yeah. Dirt,
2: dinosaurs. I am coming dinosaurs. back and, and I am taking Evelyn dinosaur digging. digging.
0: Deal. Who are you going to go digging with, Peter? Right here. You, I don't know, I don't you know buddy, if you're you. invited to go dig with me anymore. You're scary. <laughs> you're yelling at me to shut up. Oh,
1: really? Throw stuff at me. I think I have told, I, you might have told him to fuck off, as a matter of fact. I believe I heard that specific yes, term. But he I was that not going to repeat those <laughs> words, <laughs> know, but, yeah, no, 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 she no, no, did. No,
2: no, no. But he knows that that come, comes from the So, Tom,
1: let me ask you something. <laughs> the, I guess, The let me ask heart
0: that's
2: that's black and covered in ice? Thank you.
1: Oh, man. Please. So, would you say,
2: Tom, would you say that there are, like, academia paleontologist and then there's like Indiana Jones paleontologist
0: I guess I've never really thought about it that way um, that's my that's my five year old and which category would
1: you in, put yourself in
0: uh, neither um, somewhere in the middle somewhere on the fringes of that I mean I you're I'm, kinda, not, you're kinda I'm not Indiana a commercial Jones. paleontologist, you're I'm not Jones. an academic, but we do a lot of research, we do a lot of academic studies, educational stuff, um, but we don't sell fossils, but yet we take normal people out on dig tours that your academics, your universities and museums aren't taking out, you know, the average Joe to go dig. Right. Um, so we're so, kind of cutting our own lane here uh, uh, in between the two. Um, you know, if I was thinking about it... I, For any of those that ever watched the Travel Channel and you got Expedition Unknown, you know, think of Josh Gates. Mm. And yes, Josh, if you hear this, I just plugged your show. You're welcome. Um, And yes, if you want, you can come out and do a show with me and I'll show you how to dig dinosaurs and actually find shit other than the show that you do that you go look for stuff and never find it. Um, Probably not a good way
1: to get him on is to. Oh, no, I'm calling him out. Let's go. Come on.
0: Hey, Josh, I'll be good for ratings. Um, (laughs) I'll sing, I'll dance, we'll laugh, we'll cry. It'll be a good time. And Kent will shed his da- pants again. Bye.
2: Um, so. Uh, so <laughs> I just stepped out of the conversation for a minute. Who are we talking about?
0: Have you even been in the conversation at <laughs> all? No, Not where really. Where have
2: you been the last 40 <laughs> yeah. minutes? Please, where please. Where the hell please, have you been Tom, in the last please, three days? Please
0: continue. <laughs> um, so, uh, hopefully, that answered your question, back. Ken. Is, is, you know, I feel like we're kind of in that middle gray area where we're kind of cutting our own uh, path and. and it, it's, it's had its struggles. I mean, we've really had some obstacles this summer of trying to figure out how to get people involved, but yet have funding to pay for it. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we're here doing this podcast is, you know, I, I reached out to you, talked to you about um, our Giving Tuesday campaign uh, with Giving Tuesday being on the 29th of this month in November. Ah, uh, okay. uh, you know, really building awareness of what our foundation is doing, talking to your listeners about what we're doing. And then right now is going to be my, I'm a beach over the head with a rubber mallet. Please help us go to our website. Let's Click on the donate button for as little as $10 a that's month, $10 a month since one kid out to dig for an entire day. I
1: mean, how yeah, cool that's that? really cool. Let's dig. Dot, let's dig dot, dot. Let Letshondig. Dot, dot org. Yeah. <laughs> Let <Sean> dig.org. Okay.
0: <laughs> at this point, the Geoholics podcast is being completely taken over by Tom because the rest of them can't <laughs> speak else anymore. Is drunk. <laughs> Pete is intoxicated. <laughs> Kent's passed out at the microphone, yeah. and Sean's over there slurring his words. I'm
2: fine.
0: Um, so, I'm but working. no, it's it, it's dot org. Um, that's the foundational <laughs> site. You can go there, click on the donate button. Uh, there's different levels. You know, uh, we have one for ten dollars a month. Will will send one kid out to dig for one day. Uh, We have another level at $50 a month, which pays for an entire week for a college intern to come out and actually get field experience to go with their book education. Then there's a $100 a month tab for, that will pay for one veteran to come out for a three day uh, military veteran decompression (coughs) day. Um, Wow. And then we have another level where we basically double dose if you want to do two. Um, And then there's another box where other amount where you can really put in whatever you want to do and what every little bit helps. Uh, every dollar that comes in right now is going into our programs. We have no staff besides me right now and I have not drawn a salary out of the foundation mm-hmm. since I started it. I want all the money to go to the programs. I want all the money to go to these kids and these veterans and get them out and let them do this because, you know, like I said before with our vision statement, it, you know, when the, the door of science is closed in your face, the Earth Sciences Foundation is gonna be there to kick it open and walk you through it. You know, we're so- I love
2: that. I love this guy. Yeah feed yeah. on top. One thing I, want, I, I do want to circle back on is the effect it's having on um, the veterans. Yes. Oh, I think oh, that yeah. is yeah, yeah. freaking. Yeah, you yeah. talked Huge. about that earlier. And I, I would really appreciate if you go into more detail about that. I, I love and what telling, you've seen.
0: I love telling this story. Uh, well, there's actually going to be two stories I tell on this. First one is the first veteran I ever took out was my dad. Mm. I mm. took my father out uh, to dig dinosaurs with me. Um, I think it was my third or fourth year out digging. And my dad is not a, a big talker. He's very quiet. Um, and uh, he's a Vietnam veteran, mm. uh, first cab, uh, 66, 67, uh, Central Highlands. Um, and uh, if you've ever seen the movie, We Were Soldiers with Mel Gibson, yep. uh, my dad was actually in that battle that the movie's about. Um, so uh, never really talks about his service, and we don't really push the issue. But anyway, back to the story of taking him out digging. Um, so we're out digging and we're in the dig site and you know everyone's smiling just like hey dad How's it going over there? He's like, oh, I'm fine and uh, just in his normal quiet self And then about four hours later all of a sudden I hear hey, I think I found something All right dad, I'll come over and take a look and I walk Over there and here's this beautiful four and a half inch t-rex tooth that he's been digging on for hours <laughs> really? I'm like dad, you're an asshole <laughs> he's like, He looks at me and goes, I know what that is too I'm like, oh, really? You know what that is? He's like, yeah, it's a T-Rex tooth. I'm like, yeah, it is. Wow. He's like, so how long have you been digging up dinosaurs? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I think it was like mm-hmm. third or fourth year or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, have you found anything this big yet? No, 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 I haven't, Dad. Asshole. Um, and, uh. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, sucks to be you. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, I, I wouldn't dare say it to my father, but I was absolutely thinking about, fuck you, old man. Right? <laughs> just bullshit. What's the, size, is my of a, job. What's I'm the size of, my dad of a t- always,
1: t- T-Rex tooth? How big is uh, yeah, it?
2: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing.
1: What's that? How big is a T-Rex tooth? Uh, the biggest
0: the ones one that one I that found, that found <sighs> have been about 14 inches. The one that my dad found was four and a half inches long. Wow. Four and a half inches. Yeah, the thing was massive and just beautiful. Um, I think there's actually, if you go to our website, there's pictures on there of him holding it. What's that website again? Let'sdig.org. L-E-T-S-D-I-G dot O-R-G. So, org. Not orgy, Kent. Org.
2: (laughs) Oh, good Lord. If there's any Australians listening, four uh inches is 0.1 of a meter. Just saying. (laughs) Why are we talking about four inches?
1: Because that's the size of the tooth. tooth. That's the size of the tooth. I want it noted for the record. I am walking away from this right Uh, uh, now. (laughs) uh, Let's let's continue uh, with that story. You said you had two.
0: Um, So anyway, so you know, my dad picks up this tooth and he's holding it, and there's pictures on our website of it. The look on his face and the pure joy and happiness, and it's honestly one of the memories in my life of my dad being really mm. happy wow. and at peace yeah, that's was really the coolest cool. thing ever. So when I started this foundation, I always had that memory in my mind. I'm like, is there anything that we can do with this to offer some kind of therapy or relief to our veterans that have done so much to give, yeah. honestly, give me the freedom to go play in the dirt like a little kid or yeah, you guys sure. do this podcast or Absolutely. travel around this country and do whatever the hell we want. Um, so, we came up with the idea of uh, of a therapy dig or a decompression dig, and bring veterans out and let them dig dinosaurs.
2: I, I love that decompression dig. It is,
0: it, it, and that's the whole point is just to let them relax.
2: Yes.
1: I
0: mean, when we're out digging, we're literally out in the middle
2: of nowhere. How do you how do you know that you're gonna find a dinosaur? That was my question. Yes. I don't. That's crazy, though. That's crazy. It's, it's like a needle in a haystack. Well, it's kind of like a you general idea, go. There's gotta though, be right? some oh, we do. indication.
1: Like, well, there I, I are. Tell me if I'm wrong, I, I, I relate it to fishing. Like, you have a general totally, idea where totally. their fish are usually. You're not going in the middle of the lake and just, I mean, you have, there's some thought to it. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's geologic maps and you look at certain rock formations and look at the age of those formations and, and the type of depositional environment that was going on when that rock was made and the lithification process and that. It, and it narrows down a search area. But there's no guarantee that if I go that search area and look in that same geographic unit and start digging Mm. that, I'm gonna necessarily dig up a dinosaur or any fossils. It's like, I I love your analogy of fishing. I can still put my boat in the water and go fish them in a normal spot, but if they're not there, they're not there. Don't care how many times you throw your line in the water, not gonna catch it.
1: Yeah. Um, However, in, in your example, the one time I actually get my wife out to fishing, then she'll catch the biggest fish that I've ever even been. I mean, that's how yes, it works, Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The one an time. She's like, oh, oh, this oh, is, oh. this is this easy the whole time, right? Uh, I must say,
2: when we went fishing, yes, I caught the fish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course. There's so many comments that I'm going to say for off-air about this remind me to come back to this. Stop. Yes, I will. Yes, Stop. I will. Why are you hitting? Now, I'm going to be physically <laughs> abused by PETA. Uh, you said you had two stories. <laughs> so, that was the first Stop story. Caught. So, this year... <laughs> Um,
2: Did you write that time down?
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. So, anyway, um, second story. So, this summer we did our first decompression dig. Um, We got support from Wounded Warrior Projects. Uh, We took out uh, five veterans to dig. um, And one of them we were out digging, uh, started working on uh, one of the lower leg bones from what's called a Gorgosaurus, which was a a T-Rex before T-Rex, about 72 million years ago. Wow. it's crazy. And, you know, he, he's digging away on this, and I'm just sitting there, and the TV, you know... I, and So he's digging it all up, and we know it's there. The next... He finds it. We leave it there for the night. The next day, we have the TV crew coming out from the TV station in Billings, Montana, to do a story about the veterans dig. It was on Memorial Day weekend, um, and, you know, he's coming... At, the TV crew's out there, and, and uh, the veteran is digging, and the bone's all ready to come out of the ground. And so I'd say, all right, now pick it up. And he looks at me like, I'm gonna break it. It's all right, we have glue, pick it up. Just trust me, pick it up. And so he picks this up and it's probably about, I don't know, 21, 22 inches long. Oh, God, converted. That, that's, that, that's four about inches is 50 centimeters. It's 10 centimeters. So 53, you know, 53 <laughs> centimeters long. Oh, my gosh!
2: So God, a, a, Sean, a half good. a meter. He's a like a half a calculator, meter no, this guy, right? A
0: half a meter? No, no.
2: Yes. 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 Just over.
0: Yes. Okay. So, anyway, so he picks it up, and I look at him and I said, You do realize that you're the first person person mm. that has ever held that. Yes.
2: I remember. And I remember he looks that. at me with
0: this uh, this that's look crazy. on his face, and his eyes are just huge, like a. Dinner plates of like, holy shit! I never thought of that. Well, yeah, and here's another one that's really gonna screw with your mind. Is do you realize it's the first time it's probably ever seen sunlight.
1: Uh, it's like I, I don't yeah.
0: understand. I don't understand. What do you mean? Well, when the animal died, the bone was in under skin, under muscle, inside mm. the animal, and then it got covered before yeah. it ever saw sunlight. Or else it would have been, oh uh, yeah, destroyed. Yeah. yeah, right. It wouldn't have fossilized. It wouldn't be here. So this is the first time this thing's ever seen sunlight. You are the first person that's ever held or touched that thing. No one can ever take that away from you. I don't care what's That's happened so in your awesome. life. I don't care what happens in the future. No one can ever take that away from you, and that is going to follow feeling. that bone
2: everywhere it goes. Yep. I can't imagine. Yeah.
0: And, you know, he looked at me, and then I could see that there was something else he wanted to say with that, but the TV cameras were there. Mm-hmm. So eventually the cameras moved on, and this, this veteran and I were standing there. He goes, you know, Tom, it was, the, the thing that struck me the most when I was picking it up is, is – it was like I was bringing this animal back to life after all the lives I'd taken in my military ooh, service. Ooh, man. And I, Oh, wow. It, right, it still gives me Goose the goosebumps. goosebumps. Oh, yeah. dude. Every time yeah. I tell that story, it just it's the coolest thing ever. And it really made me even more emboldened to do this. Because if that's the relief that they're getting and that's the experience they can get from this, it's so that's good. the least I can do. That's the absolute least I can do.
1: That is amazing.
0: You know, and this is where I'm going to challenge your listeners. I'm going to challenge anybody that listens to this. Please donate to this. Please put that hundred bucks a month in there to send these men and women out that gave you the freedom to go screw off and drink whiskey and talk smart and be a surveyor or make maps or do whatever it is that you do. If it wasn't for these men and women and what they've done, you wouldn't have the freedom to listen to this really, really bad podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so please go do it. Um, Tom. <laughs> he's right. He's
2: right. He's <laughs> right.
0: PETA, your podcast is better than this one. We need to do another yes. interview. But so as far for as you that don't know, PETA has right. our own podcast, it's defining boundaries. You know, it's it's published once every twenty eight years. So <laughs> um, apparently very, very busy. <laughs> Between serving <in> academies <laughs> and doing the podcast here now. And. Oi. Oi, oi, oy. Oi, oi, oi. oi. Is that an Aussie Come thing? On. Oi,
1: oi, oi! All uh, right, uh, uh, we need to we need to start wrapping uh, this up. Okay, so uh, they're gonna kick Tom, us out of the building what, shortly. So yeah, what else do uh, you want to get out there? You know,
0: that's the big thing. Is is please go and consider this. The other thing I'm gonna ask you to do is share this episode. Share it yes. everywhere you can. The more people that hear this and the more people we get to donate $10 a month or $50 a month or $100 a month, or God forbid, there's some corporate partners out there that want to get involved Mm. and do something bigger and really get behind this program to help our kids get into these career fields, help our men and women in the military overcome the, the traumatic events that they suffered in the course of giving us our freedoms. All means put in another amount or go to the website, hit the contact button, it'll come right to me. We can have private conversations about what we're willing to do to help your company as well as you support us and what we're trying to do. Um,
1: I think it'd be a cool team building event.
0: We're actually working on that, it's one of the things we're putting together Mm. for a corporate package. Is um, we actually have a company out there that's going to work with us and they're going to come out and bring speakers and do like a, in the morning, do like a, a team building meeting, like an actual inside a building meeting, and then go out to the field and actually do like a corporate retreat where there's digging and building nice. team. And especially after all the COVID stuff, we think it's really exciting that this is a way to get teams back together that have been gotten very used to working virtually over Zoom or whatever it is. Oh yeah. Um, and so we are looking at that. We'll probably be rolling that out. I'm hoping in the next few months to have the package rolled out That's to awesome. allow people to take advantage of that. Um, so, you know, that's really the big thing. Um, we are looking at uh, rolling out uh, a new, uh, we haven't really given a name yet, but I'm like a surveyor summer camp. Uh, we're going to bring, um, you know, high school, college students out and actually get them field experience working with the equipment in the field. We're actually going to take our, you know, we've got uh, a lot of acres of land out in Montana we're digging on and we're going to start breaking it up into smaller and let them break it up into um Come on, Kent. Give me the word. Sections? There you go. Something like that. (laughs) Little squares. We're going to have them. (laughs) I'm not going to have in every spot. Shut (laughs) up, Kent. (laughs) Kent, Kent, shut up. Um... So we're gonna have them map out these different site locations and give them the opportunity to actually engage with surveying and making maps and doing all the things that we do and and hopefully get the, get LIDAR out there and let them experiment with flying the drone and LIDAR imagery and photogrammetry. Um, So we really wanna put the academy together, or a summer program together for surveyors to come out. Hi, Elaine. We've talked, (laughs) Elaine and I have talked before. Just believe it or believe it or not I Actually I have to go double check I believe the actual foundation Is actually a brand ambassador for Get Kids in a Survey Ooh, yes. Oh really
2: She got it right
0: That's Sorry we'll talk about it later But yes I know I filled out the paperwork and everything um, So um, Anyway to kind of bring this back Any other questions thoughts concerns I, I do want to say this Wait, how, how do people find you uh, org. Okay um, it's the easiest way to find me. Uh, go there. You can also, from there, you can go to our Facebook page, LinkedIn page, Instagram. Um, we're looking at rolling out our own YouTube channel and maybe even doing our own podcast so we can keep everybody up to date almost on a daily basis of what we're doing. Little five, 10-minute YouTube videos to put out of, this is what we did today. This is what we found today. This oh, is who was nice. out with us today. Awesome. Um, to to so keep everybody awesome. engaged. Yeah, I um, love it. Yeah. And so... It, you know, so yeah that's i mean that's where you find us that's what you look for I, it, it, and from there if you go to our website and you hit the contact us button that email comes directly to me um, so feel free to use it put in a message if you have a specific question go ahead and put there send it to me on facebook linkedin i don't care if you want to get involved just send me the message and we will figure out a way to get you involved that works best for you as an individual or you as a business and it's going to be a win-win. It's going to be not just us getting financial support from you, but also what can we do to help your business grow? What can we do to help your profession grow? What can we do to encourage people to get into your business? So It's not all about
2: you. It's a, it's about yeah. the whole thing. I, I would prefer Tom, it not about I, me at all. No, I know it's not. I love you, Tom. Tom, I'm Tom. about ready to jump over the, over the table and give you a oh, box of no. talk. I'm gone. No! Uh, what No! <laughs>
1: I, shot <laughs> right. Elaine, up, buddy. Elaine, you're gonna we- have some we- <laughs> explaining to do when you get a back home to England. Uh, with that, Tom, uh, we absolutely appreciate you yes. being no, on. Yeah, no, a lot of great stuff. To you guys, you know, having a lot of fun. But it, what you're doing is phenomenal. Please reach out. Go to the website. Do whatever you can. Yes. Um, the more Help awareness, the better. Out. We appreciate yes. everything you're doing. Absolutely. Thanks for joining. And, us. And,
0: no, and and the thanks goes to you guys for doing this podcast. I mean, it, it it's you know I was talking to Tim earlier. It's this podcast is one of those mouthpieces for the geospatial community that's talking about the need that we have for our future that get people involved and i'm so grateful for you guys for doing this and i know you have a lot of fun doing it but i also know it's a job and it is work to do this and you know i laugh because you know people always make fun of me because when we're done with this i will literally be done i'm tapped out i'm tired now and because it takes a lot out of you to do something like this so thank you so much all three of you for doing this you're awesome and man. the work that you're doing and you're if there's me. anything we can do to help you you let us know we will because it's a two-way street we got to help you you got to help us because that's the only way we're going to win together so thank you so much for doing this interview and I this podcast it. for giving tuesday and uh just remember let's dig.org and go
2: donate thanks
1: yeah oh, thank man. you appreciate it Tom.
2: fantastic love it Thank you to our 2022 friends of the program: Advanced Geodetic Survey (AGSGPS.com), Airworks (Airworks.io), Bad Elf bad elfcom Cyanic Automation (GetJobBook.com), Diamondback Land Surveying (DiamondbackLandSurveying.com), Extreme Aerial Productions (ExtremeAerialProductions.com). Get kids into Survey, get kids into survey.com. Mentoring Mondays, Mentoring Mondays XYZ, Monson Engineering, MonsonEngineering.com, Nettleman LC Prep, LCprep.com, Northstar Surveying, Northstar Prostar Corporation, ProstarCorp.com, Safety Apparel, SafetyApparel.us, Topodot new.certainty3d.com, and finally, Trimble Geospatial, geospatial.trimble.com.